All right. Welcome to episode four of Small Talk. Today we have Stephanie DeShane in the office with us. Um, or should we say Velez? Velez. All right. We'll There's say no that. A. <laughs> well, sorry, Joey. Love you, though. Um, so Stephanie's been with us for a little over four years. Uh, she's the second longest member of the team. And we're going to start off by reading a review that somebody left for her. So, um, so our five-generation home needed to be sold. Stephanie knew the neighborhood, not just real estate, but the streets, local shopping, and restaurants. She showed how the asking price for a house would fit with other houses on the market. She offered three scenarios for selling, um, as is, simple fixes, and small updates. From start to finish, we knew what to expect, even when offers came in. Each of the 18 offers were explained, and our choice was ours. The higher than asking conventional loan offer looked good. After a few weeks, Stephanie saw the signs that the buyer might be backing out. She had already called our second choice offer with a heads up. Indeed, the first offer backed out. Now, no time for us was lost. The week of closing was the same as the week as the first buyer. Stephanie is high. Stephanie, uh, <laughs> Stephanie is highly recommended for listing and selling your home. You want to respond to that? Like that's a really awesome review. So I mean, eighteen offers is pretty hard to navigate to, for one, right? And yeah, yep. um, two, the the expectations of you know our clients is is uh, you know that we guide them through the whole process and to yep. have a backup offer ready when that first offer kind of was ready to go um, might not have been easy. How, I mean, how right. was that for you? I mean, I think it's just always our job to be prepared. Um, you always have a great offer, but you never know something might happen. You got to be ready just in case and you can't let your clients down. And that's really what it comes down to for me, um, for everyone, really. Sure. You just, you have to be prepared. What if something happens? You cannot fail your clients. So um, what would you like to say to the, the seller that left you that review? And um, how would you respond to that? Um, so that particular seller, um, it, it was a family. It was a bunch of siblings. They sold their mother's house after their mother had passed. Um, so I, to them, I just hope that they're all doing very, very well. And um I occasionally get updates. Oh my gosh, have you driven past the house lately? It's so cute. And they've done so much. We're so excited that they love it. Um, so that's, that's just really nice to hear. Yeah. That, I mean, I remember that house specifically, and that was big change from when it, oh, when it, um, when we sold it. And then when, when, uh, it was sold the second time. So, um, how did you get into real estate? So what, I mean, so before real estate, what did you do? How did you get into real estate? Like what led you to that journey? Um, real estate was always, uh, my mom and I thing, um, sounds really dumb. Um, but I'm, I'm not a spring chicken. So I grew up when you actually still use newspapers. Okay. Every week. Uh, you got the Sunday paper Sunday afternoons after church. Um, everybody else wanted to take a nap and relax. My mom and I would look through the Sunday paper and go to open houses and that's what we would do for two or three hours on a Sunday afternoon, probably at least twice a month, and just go and check out the different houses, different styles of houses. She loves architecture. 
So she would just tell me about the different styles of houses and different things. Yeah. Um, and just different things that you could do to houses. And, ooh, how about that idea? What do you like about this house? And what are they doing in this house that's different than another house? And, and then just looking at the different streets and the different sides of town, we just did it all the time since probably I was maybe 12. It was like a hobby growing yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. Do you, re- do you remember um, like the real estate infomercials? And Oh, gosh, they were horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's actually what kind of like, I don't know, one of my first rem- uh, memories of kind of getting into the real estate world is seeing those infomercials and it's like, this guy can do it. I can do it. Right? Yeah. One of those. So, yeah. Um, how do you um, come in contact with a team? Like, tell me about that. Um, so I started with small again. So I, I, I very first, I got my, I got licensed actually, um, on black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, it was a crazy day. I got up at three o'clock in the morning, went shopping all day and then went and took my test. Lucky me. I passed it even though I was so tired. Um, and then, so I right away started with Berkshire Hathaway. Um, So I started there not having a clue what I was doing. I went through a training program. And at the end of a training program, they actually had some agents that were already in the office come for like a nice Q&A. Well, one of the people that I really connected with at the end of this training session was actually on the Smulligan team. Okay. Um, Just got along with this person very well. Um, so after the training, while I was just trying to get my feet about me and and things like that, um, that person and really your whole team, I mean, the team was a lot smaller at that time. Sure. Um, but you were just more than willing to help me with any question that I had. I mean, anytime I could call or text multiple of you, I could stop by your office. Your door was always open and eventually I just wore you down and. Got on the team. <laughs> haven't left <laughs> since, and I appreciate that. No, so. no, I haven't. Um, so um, we all have our strengths. So what would you say is, like, one of your, like, superpowers? What are you really good at? If someone's going to work with you, what is something that, like, you feel like you do better than anybody? Um, I feel like I bring a sense of realness. I feel like some agents can go very over the top, make it look very flashy and nice, and this is so easy. I tell all of all of my clients from day one, the very first time that I meet them, I am not going to hide things from you. I'm a blunt person. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm Maybe gonna, that's why we get along. Yeah, right? <laughs> I think so. Um, I'm going to tell you how it is. I mean, I will gladly explain it more than one way. I, I want you to understand. Sure. But I'm, I'm not going to hide things from you. I want to know what's going on in your transaction. Yeah. Speaking of transactions, what's like one obstacle or one situation where you um, maybe had issues and you, but besides the time where the uh, the deal fell apart and you went to the backup offer, what's another yeah. time that you solved a problem for a client? Oh, goodness. Okay. So my very first listing, oh, I'll never forget it. It's probably one of the worst. It was before I was ever on the team. Okay. My very first listing, I think it was just my very first deal ever, I think, was a listing. Um, so the got an offer. We actually got two offers. Took the first one. It was an FHA offer. Ended up falling apart. The house needed too much work. Sure. Um, fell apart. Okay, no big deal. Had another offer. 
it was still under, it appraised under what they originally wanted. This is what it is. You already have your other house on, under contract. What do you want to do? They said, fine, forget it. We're still making money on the house. So they're still okay. So going down the road, we're going to closing. Closing is good. Everything's good to go. Seller tells me, everything's out of the house. We're done. You can give them the keys. All right. Drop off the keys uh, to the sellers, or I'm sorry, to the buyers. They pick up the keys. They go to the house. I get a phone call an hour later. There is a bunch of crap in the basement. We are not taking possession. Have it cleaned out by this weekend. Otherwise, we're charging the sellers. I've been there for sure. And, but when I say there was crap in the basement, I mean literal mm, dog. Maybe not there. Crap. I've not been there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so luckily, I have some great family, and I called my parents. They have a trailer. My dad and I and my brother went over there and got the whole thing cleaned out in about two and a half hours and happily ever after. Buyer was happy after that. Seller was still kind of pissed that we went and cleaned it. Somehow I was in the wrong for cleaning up their mess. Um, that one The still, buyer was? I mean, sure, no, the seller was grateful. No, no. the seller was pissed. Because okay. they thought because they got less for their house, they... Could have left it there. Hmm. I'm uh -huh. glad you did the right thing. <laughs> yes. But in the end, everybody is just fine. And yeah, that was rough, especially for okay. my first deal. So you, you were a solo agent before, and then you yeah. joined the team. Yes. What are some ways that the team has helped you um, or made things easier um, or some of the differences between being a solo agent or joining a team? Um, so that's really hard for me, only for the fact that when I was a solo agent, you were already there for me. You already helped me with my questions. Um, I think on one hand, that's why it was a really easy transition for me, but that's also what I rely on most about the team. When I have a problem, when I have a question or a situation that I've never encountered, mm -hmm. I know I can call you and I have an answer or at least a suggestion or, hey, let me find out about this too. Like, you're not, you don't leave any of us hanging. Um, and that's also one big thing about our team just in general. The bigger that we've gotten, the more questions people have. But also the more things that multiple of us have encountered. And so now it doesn't all fall on you to answer all of our questions. Right, now, the culture of the te team yeah, is, now is helping. Now we're all starting to answer each other's questions because we've gone through enough things or you've answered it for me enough times that now I have an answer. And you've always been really good about giving your opinion or helping out when you can. Oh, I'm great um, about giving an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what would be some advice that you'd have for somebody just getting into the business um, and uh, maybe a brand new agent? It takes work. Okay. What it's, kind of work? Um, every work that you can put into it. Um, it's it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. And it's not all tears and swear words either. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely got to be real with your clients and yeah. set the expectations. It's really going to be a smoother definitely uh, transaction expectations the whole way is probably the biggest thing. Um, don't get me wrong. On on occasion, I have been on the phone at you know nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. Something is going on, um, but that's not normal. And Nobody should think that's normal. 
And if you do, there's there's a problem. You need to set expectations and boundaries. Yeah, and it, it, I guess it, it could be the normal. That's what the expectation is for your clients, right? Um, but I think if you set those expectations for the people yeah. that you're working with up front, they're gonna they're gonna hold to those. So, um, and something that I struggled with for a long time is it's okay to go on vacation and not have to communicate with your clients. That it's okay. You can tell them, hey, I'm going on vacation and I won't be available from this day to this day. If you leave me an email, I will gladly get back to you, but I will not be available by phone call from this day to this day. That, that's okay. It's especially okay when you have someone helping you out back home, right? Oh, when, heck yes. When you're on vacation. And, yep, absolutely. Because um, we, we all understand how important this decision yep. is and... Um, our vacations are, are important to us, but we yep. want to make sure that our clients are definitely taken care of um, when we're not able to be there. So, Oh, gosh, um, if I didn't have Devin. Yeah. Devin is our transaction coordinator, and she is beyond amazing. Yeah, she's definitely if, really good at her job. If I didn't have her, I would be taking a little bit longer on each transaction, I think. <laughs> she's definitely Fair a time enough. saver. Fair enough. So um, as we know, uh, we're talking about this a lot lately, but uh, the market is changing. Yes. Um, you've now uh, got a little over four years under your belt um, and seen big changes already. Um, what are some ways that you're changing your business or adjusting to the, the shifting market? Um, well, the good part is, at least I haven't seen recently, um, we're not going up against 20 or 30 other offers anymore. Right. It's more like two to five, which is so much more manageable. When you don't win, you actually get a real answer of why yours didn't win. Um, when you come in second place or something like that, you, you can actually feel better about being in second place. Okay, well, what was that one extra thing that they had that we didn't? Mm -hmm. How can I adjust something so I can get my client what they want or need? Right. Um, sometimes it's just as simple as the other person had more cash, and then at that point you can't do anything. Um, but I do think my clients are definitely noticing a difference, but in a way that they feel like they can even actually relax a little bit more because they don't have to jump on a house with only seeing it for five seconds and make a decision in 10 minutes. They can actually afford to think about it for a few hours if not a day or two, because, you know, the offer deadline is a little bit further out now. Um, or it's been on the market for a week. We're starting to see more of that, too. Yeah, a little less pressure. Yeah, um, it's So huge. Uh, wh where are your clients coming from? Like, how are you picking up new, new people to work with or people that want to buy in this market? Um, so I am one of the few on the team um, that, that just works off referrals. Okay. Friends, family my sphere and referrals and that's, that's kind of all I'm, I'm doing right now. And that's I'm, okay. Right. Like, I'm very happy about it. Yeah. I think that's, that's one of the great things about this business that you mm -hmm. can um, set it up in the way that works for you and your lifestyle. Yep. And um, it's, it's really a, a business by design, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, um, you can be as busy or not busy as you want. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, which some of us are a lot busier. So, I know, and you tell me every single time. So, are, can can you do more now? Mm -hmm. Will you do well, more? Just because I know you're really good, right? <laughs> so, well, thank you. Um, 
What, what is some advice? So the, this market shifting, right? Yes. What is some advice uh, for someone selling their house? Like what are some things that you're telling people when they're getting ready to put their house on the market? Um, so actually a lot like what's in that review. I like to give them different options. If you can't or won't or don't want to do anything and sell it as is, then this is, this is where your price point should kind of be um, according to the market. If you're willing to do a couple of projects, then this is where you can go. Um, I do like to give them those options so that way they feel like they're a little bit more in control of what they can get for their house. Um, and I mean, sometimes it can be as simple as, hey, power wash the house and it'll look better. Curb appeal sells. Trim some trees, power wash your house. Maybe deep clean your carpets. Clean the carpets, for sure. Some simple things, but I mean, if it shows better, people are going to be more willing to pay the money for it. But some people, they don't have the time or the money to do that. And that's fine. And then I just, you know, make sure to explain to them, these are your options. Yeah. You, you can pick anywhere in between and it gets priced accordingly. And really just setting expectations yep. again. It all comes down to that, right? Exactly. Um, so what what is your uh, view of for the next six months of real estate? What do you think is going to happen? I mean, well, we're coming into winter. Uh, winter a lot of times slows down. Nobody wants to move in the snow. I know I don't. I don't even want to be outside in the snow. Okay. I, I don't like it. Um, thank goodness I have four-wheel drive. I mean, maybe I shouldn't because then I maybe slowed down my driving a little, but that doesn't matter. It's okay. Um, so for real estate, I do think just like any winter, it's probably going to slow down just a touch. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not a good time to buy or sell. Mm-hmm. I personally like to tell my buyers I think it's a great time to buy in, in the winter months. Um, people are, at least that I, in my experience, um, they're more looking to make a deal because if you're buy, selling in the winter, usually they need to move for a reason. It's not usually just on a whim. Oh, well, we just decided to sell our house. Yeah. Sometimes it is, and they're just upgrading or downgrading, whatever it may be. Um, but I think usually buyers have a little bit more time to make decisions, especially in the winter. Um, I think you're going to see a, more of a buyer's market coming. I, I do think you get more serious people in the winter, so I'm with you yeah. on that one. So um, being on the team for four years, your life's changed quite a bit. Um, what are some things that have happened over the last few years that uh, would would have an impact on your life? I've grown up a little bit. It's really sad. Um, no, I mean, I, I have grown up in the sense that I have finally gotten married. Yeah. Um, I bought my first house. I sold my first house. Uh, my husband and I bought a house together. Yeah. And we have completely renovated about 90% of it. Um, right now we're working on the outside, renovating the outside, because, you know, that's a thing now, too. you got to renovate the outside. You can't just mow the lawn and be happy. Sure. Your patio is <laughs> amazing. The fireplace, um, you get that all set up yet? Um, actually, we hung some new lights out there yesterday, and it looks, it looks nice. Joey, um, you want to come help me with that, maybe? If you ask him, I'm sure he will. <laughs> Joey's always willing to help I've people. had those lights in a box for a year now, so... <laughs> Our our box of lights have only been sitting on the kitchen counter for a month. So okay, at least a year. 
<laughs> no, they've only been, we've only owned our house for a year. Well, these are my lights. Oh, okay. <laughs> mine, mine have only, we're only there for a month. Yeah. Um, next year we're going to put up like a sun, sunshade thing over top of it. Oh, those are nice. Yeah. Okay. We don't want anything permanent. We don't want like a per- pergola or anything like that. We just want a, a little shade. Okay. Yeah. So lots of changes. We got, I already had my dog. He will be seven very shortly. Um, my hundred pound Rottweiler. He's the biggest baby ever. Um, and then we also have two cats. Because I am the dog lover and my husband is the cat lover. So 